We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested Postgame Show, a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the night, J.D. Silva, here to discuss the Thunder's 112-110 loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Before I get started and go over some big takeaways and some step-by-step game summary, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating if you haven't done so already. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, shout out to everybody joining me in the live stream. Feel free to ask questions. Uh, I'll be sure to run through before the end of the show tonight and answer some of those. Uh, I already have people commenting about the refs. Uh, we will definitely get to uh, the old referees in OKC. Uh, let's go over tonight's starting lineup. Uh, another new lineup. Last night, uh, or Wednesday night against uh, Miami, we saw Darius Baisley starting. Uh, tonight, we see SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy. J-Dub, and Poku. Poku back in the starting lineup. Uh, and Poku played a lot more minutes tonight. I think he only played seven or nine minutes on Wednesday. We've got a full slate of Alexei Pokushevsky on this Friday night. The Timberwolves were without, I would say, three of their four best players. Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, and D'Angelo Russell. As much as I hate Rudy Gobert. Uh, let's go over some big takeaways about this game uh we'll keep this show generally pretty short uh, it was another close loss for okc uh kind of fits the blueprint of a lot of the games we've been seeing this thunder team play uh, a few things stood out I, I would say and we'll be sure to go over those uh let me get some final stats here before we totally dig in okay uh so big takeaways first one no real surprise. SGA could not be more of an all-star. Uh, this man is doing something special every single night and is has made this season like infinitely more enjoyable. The, this team is, and on to my second takeaway, this team is never really out of it in any given game because of SGA. SGA can take over. He had uh, an insanely good quarter um, in the third tonight that we'll go over later in the postgame show. Final big takeaway of tonight's game in particular. This team, 
uh, is not good enough on offense or defense really to survive a 22 turnover night. They average roughly 13 turnovers a game. Uh, that's where that number needs to be. If this game, if this team that is, you know, going to end up with 29 to 31, 32 wins at the end of the season, I, I, I think they cannot survive being undisciplined with the ball. And that is what we saw for most of tonight. Uh, let's go step by step through the game now. Uh, quarter one. And this this might be a pretty long breakdown. It felt like the game was really fast at times. And then the third and fourth quarter felt like they lasted ages, millennia, you might say. Quarter one, SGA comes in, hits some big shots early, starts limping uh, early on into the game, which is a little worrisome, shakes it off as he does most nights. Um, we see some great Josh Giddy play. Uh, we, if you check the Thunder's Twitter profile, you'll see a highlight of Josh Giddy uh, hitting a underhanded pass to a cutting J Dub, who had a great dunk, a couple great dunks on the night. Um, and then we see something that is also becoming a trend against OKC. Minnesota breaks out into a zone. Mark Dagnalt counters by having more shooting in their first corner lineup. You see a lineup of SGA, Isaiah Joe, Aaron Wiggins. I almost call him Andrew nearly every time. Uh, big of me to not call him Andrew tonight. Aaron Wiggins, Eugene Omarui, and Mike Muscala. We see that lineup real early. Um, <clears throat> J-Dub, Josh Giddy, Poku, they kind of they get pulled out. Um, I would say around the 10-minute mark at first, if I remember correctly. But on to the second quarter, uh, we see SGA go to the bench. J-Dub comes in and starts kind of conducting the offense with uh, Shea down. So it's J-Dub and Giddy. Uh, but this lineup feels like it's really highlighting some of the wings. Uh, and in particular, the wings that Mark Dignall seems to be favoring more as of late. It's Aaron Wiggins, it's J-Dub, and it's Isaiah Joe. Play a ton of minutes in this game. Um, we see uh, our boy Jacob Niffin and I made had a similar observation throughout this game. Josh Goody played really nice defense uh, against this uh, Minnesota team. Uh, outside of Anthony Edwards, they don't have like a ton of dynamic athletic playmakers that you would kind of think could give Josh trouble, but I think in general, he played a really nice defensive game. Um, Poku comes in and gives some good minutes for this team tonight. Just his shot wasn't falling. Uh, I'm not going to fault him for that. He's had inconsistent minutes and at times it's hard to stay in rhythm if you're getting inconsistent minutes. So, uh, but I thought Poku came in, had a ton of really good, like trailing possessions where he would follow along with a driver, the driver would miss. He would grab the offensive rebound and put it back up. I really enjoyed that from Poku tonight. Uh, midway through the second quarter, this team that averages, like I said earlier, 13-ish turnovers a game, already at 11 turnovers, just halfway through the second quarter. Um, made a note of something really weird. It, if you guys listen to my post games, I'm just going to make random notes throughout. Uh, just kind of how my mind works. Uh, I saw something I don't think I've ever seen in a basketball game. Uh, J-Dub goes up for a layup. It gets goaltended by Nathan Knight, uh, and he goaltends it directly into our basket. So, like, he banks it off of his own goal into the basket. thought that was really weird. Uh, we see more zone defense. Our our boy Lou Dort had a really rough night shooting, also tacked up another injury to his hand. Could not break this zone defense. Um, Isaiah Joe also was cold for quite a while, started out 0-3. Finally, we are to halftime. Uh, OKC finishes the, uh, the half with 12 turnovers. And th this is kind of where the game is at and, and what caused the Thunder to lose this game. They have 12 turnovers at half, and they have three, three, th free. Oh, my, this is difficult to say. Three 
free throw attempts to Minnesota's 16 free throw attempts. So we see some discrepancies there, and those numbers do even out a bit as far as the free throws go, but the turnovers remain a problem. On to quarter three. Uh, This is where things get wild. SGA scored nine points in the first quarter. Uh, Our boy Nick Crane tweeted this out, so I'm citing his tweet here. SGA, nine points in the first quarter, zero points in the second quarter, a quarter in which he did sit quite often. Third quarter, he starts out hot, hits a three out of the gate. Uh, This is when I start noticing we're seeing a lot of Austin Rivers, way too much Austin Rivers. I thought he was out of my life. He's back. He's right back. Like in a, well, never mind. We see more impressive poker drives, but in general, this is the SGA quarter. This is what what quarter reminded us all that he is an all-star, potentially an all-NBA player. Hit starts hitting insane mid-range shots, more threes, getting to the free throw line, bringing the team back in. And with that, kind of drags everyone else along with him, and they start hitting more threes. Lou Dort hits his only field goal of the night. We see Isaiah Joe going a little 6-0 run on his own. Aaron Wiggins starts hitting shots. SGA in three and a half minutes scores 12 points, so more than he had in the entire first half. Lou Dort soon after gets hurt. Lindy Waters gets some play time tonight in place of him and immediately picks up a four, fouls Anthony Edwards on a four a three-pointer, so it's a four-point play. Uh, really tough. That zone comes out again from the Timberwolves. Uh, we see a lineup of Lindy, Mike Muscala, Isaiah Joe, Aaron Wiggins, along with SGA. Um, and this, the spacing those guys provided did let SGA just kind of cook. And boy, did he cook. Uh, all of a sudden, I blinked and he had 27 points after starting the quarter with nine. Um, good God. Uh, the uh, the offensive explosion continued. Uh, <clears throat> this was the best quarter uh, of SJ's career scoring wise, but um, went from nine to 27 points in that third. And it felt like, Oh, the thunder are back in this game. All of a sudden it was like, it was grim. I was falling asleep uh, into the second and third quarter. And Shay is just the type of player that can will his team beyond moments like that. Uh, and he did that exactly here uh, with the help of Isaiah Joe going on a little run. Uh, but now into the fourth, um, SGA played the opening two minutes, which he does not usually do. You don't usually see SGA minutes in the, in the fourth quarter, uh, to start it. Uh, but he was cooking. So Mark just kind of let him play, but he only played for two minutes before getting pulled. Fourth quarter feels a lot like that Miami game. It's like, uh, OKC crawled back in the third, went blow for blow throughout the fourth quarter. Now we're near the end of the game. Fast forwarding just a bit, uh, to speed things up here. Austin Rivers spent most of that game just shitting himself on the basketball court. But lo and behold, when it matters, maybe 20 seconds left, less than that, I believe, around 11 seconds left, hits a corner three that essentially is the dagger uh, for this game, puts Minnesota up two, I believe. And then, like the comments are discussing uh, on this live stream, we see more referee controversy. It appears that J-Dub got fouled by Nas Reed uh, off ball during one of Minnesota's inbounds near the end of the game. There's no review. Mark Dagnall pleaded and pleaded, but his challenge was gone, and uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not entirely sure if a play like that can be reviewed at the end of the game. Thunder get the ball down three because Minnesota keeps missing free throws, uh, giving OKC a chance to get back into the game. SGA catches an inbounds pass from Josh Giddy. Looks like he's going up to shoot and gets fouled but they say the foul occurred before the shot. 
which was odd to me because it definitely looked like he was going up. Uh, SGA makes the first free throw because the man just never misses at the line. Second one. Now, to me, this this is a scenario you don't see that often where a guy has to intentionally miss a free throw. So maybe SGA just didn't know, but he or he either didn't know or it's just in general difficult to complete this play where he has to intentionally miss the free throw and get the ball back. He hits all backboard on that free throw attempt, which kills the possession, gives the ball back to Minnesota. Anthony Edwards goes down, misses another free throw, which gives OKC the ball, but they're now out of timeouts. Josh Giddy grabs the ball and heaves it from full court, misses game over against Minnesota. Thunder now are 11 and 18 on the night. So I know I spent a lot of time on our step-by-step game summary. There was just a lot of neat observations that I wanted to go over through that, but we'll spend some time uh, going over some general analysis now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, boy, that third quarter from SGA was uh, so, so impressive. Um, I will say uh, just a, a bit of constructive criticism for SGA. It felt like he was forcing it a little bit near the end of the game. Uh, J-Dub and Josh Giddy were looking really good, but SGA kind of drove into the lane when there were three lumbering big men sitting there waiting for him from Minnesota and turned the ball over a couple times. Um, and essentially did cost OKC the game near the end of it, but you do have to trust a guy like SGA to perform in those situations. Can't be that mad at him. Uh, Isaiah Joe continues to get more minutes than Trey Mann. Uh, Trey only played seven minutes again tonight. Uh, we Taylor and I went over on Wednesday the line of uh, minutes 
the line of games Trey's been playing where his minutes just aren't there. And instead, they're going to a guy like Isaiah Joe, who comes in, plays with confidence, is not afraid to pull the trigger as soon as he gets the ball behind the three-point arc and has a bit more length. Uh, Josh Giddy just continues to trend upwards, finished with, uh, let's go over, I don't believe I talked about SGA's final line of the night. He finished with 35 points, seven rebounds, uh, and five assists. Uh, of course, he was our player of the game, once again, kind of hard to give it to other folks this season. Josh Giddy, uh, 11 points, 13 rebounds, six assists, played really solid defense. He is clearly getting more comfortable on offense, uh, I think. He's doing a lot. I'm noticing uh, he's doing a ton of work off the baseline. He kind of grabs the ball. He has no issues with straight line drives. Like if, if he can do that, he can get to the rim. Uh, but he is doing a lot of funky stuff around the baseline where he'll cut horizontally across it and either fake out the defender and get an up and under for himself or kind of whip a pass around to uh, a cutter. And there almost is always a cutter there. And he just manages to find him uh, almost every time. So, uh, I'm Josh's performances are continuing to trend upward and I'm still super excited for him and his future with OKC uh, specifically this season. Like he's not shooting a lot of threes and I know that's what we want to look at. He, he finished one of four from three tonight just to point it out. Uh, but his shot is looking better still. And uh, I'm highly optimistic about Josh Giddy still. Um, just another quick note on Austin rivers. Good God. I think he was called for four three or four traveling violations in that third quarter. Um, just nasty, nasty stuff from Austin Rivers. Uh, I had no idea he was on the Timberwolves until tonight, actually. They just have so many guys out that he played a bunch and iced the game at the end. So, uh, And that dude put a sock in my mouth tonight. Great for him. On to the next game. I uh, had some criticism for Eugene Omarui Wednesday night for having hands made out of stone, fumbling passes delivered to him by SGA and Josh Giddy. Tonight was not one of those nights. Uh, Eugene actually played really well. Uh, <clears throat> one of his more impressive box scores, I would say, he finished with 14 points, five rebounds, one assist. Caught, uh, always made smart cuts. His cuts really stood out to me tonight. Always ended up being in the right spot at the right time. Um, was catching all the passes and finishing with ease. He is, without Rudy Gobert, they don't have, a, like Nas Reed is the only guy with real size out there. I guess you can count Kyle Anderson. But Eugene is just thick as hell and was able to finish uh, pretty easily around those guys uh, with his size. So shout out to Eugene. Uh, Lou Dort, after having a really nice and efficient game against Miami, uh, he essentially had the opposite game tonight. Finished one of seven from the field, one of five from three. Uh, you know, his defense is always going to be there. Offense, uh, at least this season, it seems like that's not always the case. He uh, landed awkwardly, like I, like I mentioned in the uh, game analysis or the game breakdown, and has a, a hand sprain. So, uh, I mean, we might learn more about that in the next 24 hours, kind of get a timeline on if he'll be out, how long he'll be out, and things of that nature. Uh, but, yeah, rough game for Ludor. Uh, I thought J-Dub was solid once again. <clears throat> His line for the night, 13 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 of 8 from the field. Uh, 0 of 3 from 3. Uh, that mid-range shot is just really working for him. He had one mid-range shot later in the game that probably should have been a travel, but uh, you know what? The refs have been screwing OKC quite a bit. Let's just look the other way on that one. Uh, mid-range shot's there for him. Driving's there for him. Had two awesome dunks, uh, like highlight-worthy dunks uh, tonight that I really enjoyed. 
<clears throat> I do wish he got more shots, though. A lot of other guys on the team took more shots than J-Dub. Let's just go through the guys that took uh, more shots. Josh Giddy took more shots. Aaron Wiggins took more shots. Eugene took the same amount of shots, and Poku took the same amount of shots. I would just like to see him get a handful more than those guys because I feel like he can contribute at an efficient level. Uh, his defense looked really good. Uh, the Minnesota's wings are all really good matchups for him. You have like your, uh, is it Jalen McDaniels or Jaden McDaniels? Need to find out. Jaden McDaniels. Uh, <clears throat> he's a really good matchup for Jadov and like a decent comp for him. Uh, like as from a body type standpoint, looked really good against him. Looked really good uh, covering all the smaller guys there. Anthony Edwards. So Jadub struggles with guys that are like really fast and twitchy, as we saw with Tyler Hero in the Miami game. Jadub, I think, is a good. Or Anthony Edwards, I think, is a better matchup for him because Anthony Edwards is not like insanely fast, but is explosive, similar to how Jadub is. And I think he can defend a guy like that pretty well and disrupt him with his length. Anthony Edwards finished with 19 points, 11 rebounds, and seven assists on the night, uh, eight of 16 from the field. Uh, moving on, uh, as we start to wrap this thing up, uh, like I said, Trey Mann, only seven minutes. Just really, I didn't notice him when he was out there. Uh, I continue to worry about him and his performances. And, you know, some some guys in this Thunder system are going to get swept under the rug during this development process. They may succeed elsewhere, uh, but it just might not be here. And we'll, we'll, we will learn more. Uh, it's still, there's only been, what, 28 games this season, something of that nature. I could have could have butchered that. But, yeah, 28 games. Long, so, long season. Uh, we'll see where Trey Man goes. Uh, but currently, like, since around Thanksgiving, he's been looking bad. Like, not not just decent, not like a guy that has flashes of excellence, but just bad, I would say. And that's why he's not getting consistent minutes. Someone in the chat uh, on Wednesday mentioned that a G League stint could be helpful for him. And I'm kind of starting to agree. Uh, that's he was able to find some rhythm in the G League last year. Maybe that's what he needs this year. And there's no shame in that. If you're struggling, I mean, this is, Mark Dagnall has a specific way of coaching and dictating lineups that makes it hard for role players, specifically young role players, to find a rhythm. One night you'll get seven minutes. One night you'll get 28 minutes. One night you'll get 14 minutes. It's hard. It might be hard for a guy like that to be in rhythm. So I get it. Um, maybe the G League is the answer. We'll see. Uh, something I wanted to point out <clears throat> before we start to close out the show, just an observation about like the vision behind this team and what this team could look like in, in the next two to four years. There was some just dangerous stuff, good dangerous stuff going on for OKC late in the game in the clutch when they were going blow for blow with this undermanned Minnesota team, albeit. But still, in in the clutch time, I'm talking the final three minutes of the game, you can see the vision of this squad from a length and ball handling standpoint. It's hard to game plan in the clutch if you're the opposing team when a different guy is bringing the ball up the, up the court every single possession and running the offense. It changes the whole structure of what is going on. If it's just SGA handling the ball every possession, okay, you know what to expect. It, to, to some extent, SGA is still dominant. But you have one possession, SGA bringing it up, doing his stuff. Next possession, you see Josh Giddy bringing it up, orchestrating the offense. Next possession, 
It's J-Dub coming up and hitting a mid-range jumper or making making the right pass after a drive. Uh, it's just really dangerous having that many ball handlers out there. And the Thunder, I feel like, already have three that are reliable in the clutch, which is rare for a lot of teams. You don't see that very often. You see a team, I would say, in a similar uh, point to OKC in their in their trajectory, probably further ahead. They have already established star players like Toronto. We see they're trying to do this like all length lineup, but then I would say they only have two, two and a half guys. They have Pascal Siakam and like Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Scotty Barnes is having a tough season. Can't always initiate offense on his own. So that's just, let's all be grateful uh, for the fact that the Thunder have three really high basketball IQ initiators uh, at this point in the rebuild that are all super young and exciting. Um, we're just really fortunate to get J-Dub onto the team. Honestly, it feels like, yeah, Chet is out, but J-Dub is a steal uh, at this point. I think we can all comfortably say and like is locked in as being a part of the core moving forward. Uh, <clears throat> all right, let me go through the comments and see if there's anything I missed. Is Nas Reed an all-star if he only plays in Oklahoma? Buddy, you might be right. <laughs> that guy's awesome. Someone, uh, I think it was like on our Sunday show, brought up we should trade for Nas Reed. I get it. He's fun. Doesn't jump at all when he shoots threes, which is kind of quirky and cool. Uh, from David in the chat, when can we maybe try to get a big lead in the first instead of trying to storm from behind in the third? Yeah, I'm right there with you. And also feels like that happens on every game that I specifically cover. Uh, hey, basketball gods, can old JD here potentially cover a win? Please? Just one. The Silva curse moves on to another game. Hey, the Thunder play again on Saturday, I believe, against Memphis. It is Saturday against Memphis. I'm not covering that game, so there's a chance we steal it. We'll see. There are five games left for the Thunder in this homestand. Uh, we'll see if they can rebound uh, from this. I think they've they've lost a handful of games in a row now. Uh, they are 11-18. Uh, so they're, at, they're at a bit of a crossroads. Yeah, they're gonna They're going to start collecting themselves or are they gonna end up in the same tier as like the wizards the the magic and uh lock up that six to seven spot in the lottery rather than like that ninth or tenth so uh we'll see where it goes thank you guys so much for joining me tonight in the live stream or listening afterwards uh maybe you're on your way back from the game listening on your way to your uh gym tomorrow listening appreciate it Enjoy doing the post games. I've uh, been doing them for a year now, and I feel like I'm getting more comfortable doing it. It's a good time. I like hanging out with you guys. So until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you all on Saturday for the post game and Sunday for our weekly show. Adios, everybody.